Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Oh, yeah, it is a Friday edition. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 13th of January. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Very, very spooky. That's so creepy. Good to have you aboard here. However you listen to the program, make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Love having you on as we finish up another great week. We march toward the weekend. Super wild card weekend. We could not get the double dip last night. We got one of them, one of our teams cashed in. We know the team that didn't, all right? We're going to start off the show 
We're getting some heat stuff here, uh, and then we got to get to the Dolphins. We've got a fun show planned today, all right? Really good work by everybody involved in putting together a great Friday program for all of the faithful Zaslo Show 2.0 listeners. Of course, Zaslo Show 2.0 always presented by our title sponsor from day number one, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. If you're dealing with a personal injury, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You make sure that you're safe, and then you get an attorney on the phone right away. And they're going to get you the money that you deserve while you get healthy and you take care of yourself. So appreciate Anna Jar and Levine, their title sponsors of Zaslo Show 2.0. Before we get to the heat, so, so last night, all right, so we got the Heat game last night at 7.30, and then you got the Panthers at 10 o'clock. If you stayed up for some late night with the Cats, God bless you. I, I couldn't make it. The score was 2-2 with about six minutes, seven minutes left in the game. I couldn't keep my eyes open. So I decided, all right, I'm going I'm to hit the record button, and I'll, I'll just watch it when I get up in the morning, okay? And luckily for me, and... and, and I was already annoyed because the Panthers were playing really, really well. And then they give up the game-tying goal, which you knew was coming. Vegas, really good team. They give up the game-tying goal. It's like, they're definitely going to lose this game. And I'm glad that when I woke up this morning, first thing I did when I woke up, put the TV on, go to, you know, the the library on my DVR. I'm going to put on, and because it went over the time, I click on, you know, what I thought was the Panther game, but it wasn't. It was really the post-game show. And so right when I put it on, it said, 4-2 4-2 final, you know, Knights beat Panthers. So that was annoying, but I was glad that I didn't have to sit through that and wait for the Knights to score the game-winning goal with two and a half minutes left. A little bit controversial. Could have been a penalty. Was there goalie interference? The Panthers challenge. They obviously lose, and then they give up a goal at the very end there. Uh, I would assume because they got penalized, uh, because they challenged, they lost the challenge. Panthers lose a game 4-2 that they went into the third period and had the lead for most of the third period, and they wind up losing there. They had a goal that was taken away off and offside. It was the right call. Could have been up 3-1, to one, but the Panthers... In a game that they played really well for the most part, they still managed to lose, and and they ruined your night if you ended up staying up late last night, a little late night with the Cats. But the Heat last night, yes, the Heat, they did exactly what you want them to do. Now, before I get to the Heat, I do want to tell you, so last night after the Heat game, and this is like, this is like in between, I think it was maybe intermission of the Panther game, yeah. So, the Panthers are on, it's intermission, so... You know, I'm going to switch through to something for the next 18 minutes. That's how long intermission lasts. And, you know, everyone's got the movies that if they pass by it on television, you got to stop on it. You know, everyone has those movies. For me, one of those movies, The Fugitive. The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. If that movie's on, I'll stop on it. Doesn't matter what part of the movie. I'll stop. I'll watch The Fugitive. Everyone's got a few movies like that. Well, another movie like that for me is The Town. The Town with Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, John Hamm, Blake Lively. I can go through the whole cast, but we'll be here for a while, all right? You know the movie I'm talking about, The Town. And so I'll stop on The Town almost every time. But the movie is not the same for me if when I stop on The Town, if I don't catch the scene. Everybody knows the scene. Everybody knows the best scene in that movie. And it's not even long. It's, it's not a long scene. You know the scene that I'm talking about. Whose car we taking? You know what I'm talking about. So, 
And, and, and I happen to catch a scene. Ben Affleck's character, he's, you know, he's, he's following around the woman who they took hostage to make sure that she, she doesn't recognize them. She doesn't know who they are. She's not working with the FBI or what have you. And then, of course, he ends up falling for her. They're dating or what have you. But, like, at the end of the first date, right, she's talking about how, you know, like, she was walking around the neighborhood and outside one of these projects, like, outside one of these really bad neighborhoods, they, they were throwing beer cans at her. It's like, they're throwing beer cans at you? A terrible Boston accent that I'm doing. He does a great one. I mean, he's from there. He goes, you know, Remember what they look like? And it, what, what a bad Boston accent. Anyway, you get it. So she, she tells them, yeah, you know, it was from that building, whatever. And, and I guess she does remember what they look like. And he knows everyone in the neighborhood. I mean, he's a big-time tough guy. You know, he's like, all right, you know, I guess, guess you just have to go the other way, you know. And so he's, you could see he is steaming hot mad, all right, because this girl that he likes now was treated this way. Who he's only been on one date so far with. And then you know the scene. So right after that, he then goes to his buddy's apartment, to Jeremy Renner's apartment, Jem. He goes to his apartment, and, and you know, this guy's a lunatic. And here's the scene. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car we gonna take? Everyone knows the scene. Like, that's the best friend you can. Whose car we taking? That's the best friend you could possibly have. It's such a. It's short, and it's such a good scene. Like everyone knows that scene from the town. And I gotta tell you, while like if you were if you were to ask, what's what's the greatest movies like all time famous movie scenes like. The one at least like this generation, you know, the last 20, 25 years. If I say, what's, what's the most famous movie scene, movie line, you know, you think about Taken. Taken's the one. You know, I have a specific, if you're looking for money, I don't have any. But I have a specific set of skills. Like, that's, that's the scene, right? Good luck. Everyone knows the scene, Liam Neeson from Taken. I really think that scene from the town... Who's Kawi taken? I think it's right behind it. I do. I think it's right there. Hit me up at Zazlo Show on Twitter. Also at Zazlo J on Instagram where I'm an influencer. But at Zazlo Show on Twitter. It, you know, the last generation. Most famous movie scenes or most famous movie lines. Am I on point there? Because number one, I think it's taken. But I think that scene right there from the town is right behind it. What is Who's Kawi taken? What a scene. What a great friend. I mean, he's a lunatic, but what a great friend. That movie's awesome, by the way, The Town. If you've never seen it, come on. What's the matter with you? I, lo- I love those movies, those, those movies that are set in Boston. You know, The Town, Gone Baby Gone, which stars Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck. Gone Baby Gone, and Michelle Monaghan, Morgan Freeman. Gone Baby Gone's a great movie, too. So... Anyway, if you've never seen The Town, that's a great movie. So I got to catch that scene, one of my all-time favorite scenes, right after the Heat game last night. Here's what we got coming up on the show today. Let me get the Heat out of the way here, and then we're going to get to the Dolphins. Because Ruthie Polinsky, NBC6, our pal is going to join us. She'll come on the show, and we'll talk some Dolphins. She's going to be in Buffalo this weekend. And how about this? Very excited to talk to my guy, Robbie Ramos. Miami guy who is now, I mean, he is on his way in Hollywood. Robbie Ramos, one of the stars of one of my favorite shows, Heels, 
on stars, all right? When is season two start? Season one was over a year ago. When is season two starting up? Heels on stars, Stephen Amell, Mary McCormick, fantastic show, all right? That's the show where, I mean, it's an indie wrestling company. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to like this show. It's kind of like the show Glow on Netflix, where starring, uh, I think her name was Allison Brie, right? And Mark, Mark Marin. It's, it's like the show Glow on Netflix, which it's a, it's a wrestling, like it centers around the girls, the glamorous ladies of wrestling, but it's not about wrestling. So my wife loved the show. We loved Glow. She hates wrestling. This is kind of like that, Heels, where, yeah, it's wrestling, but it's not about wrestling. It's about, you know, the, these two, it, it's about the family business, this indie wrestling company, a small, you know, podunk town, and, you know, the brother is trying to carry on the legacy of the father's wrestling promotion, and anyway, it's a great show, and one of the, one of the wrestlers, Diego Cottonmouth, you know, who's like a, like a Mexican luchador, and he wears the mask, you know, the thing is, though, Mexican luchadors, they're usually like a buck fifty. Well, Diego Cottonmouth, played by our pal Robbie Ramos, he ain't a buck fifty, all right? And he is awesome in the show. He's excellent, and he was so good in the show that they promoted him to uh, series regular. So, got to find out what's going on with season two, when's it coming out. I love this show. It is a great, great show. So, Robbie, who was also, I mean, huge sports fan, and he told me in the past, he, he's a... I don't remember how how we got to know each other. I think maybe he heard me on Zaslow's show talk about heels when it was on. And he may he may have reached out on Twitter or something, you know. And he's like, yo, Zaslow, I'm a big fan of the show. It's like, oh, it's amazing. So we had him on the show, on Zaslow's show. But now we'll be able to see him face to face. You know, the interviews go now with Zoom. Uh, and, and so we'll, we'll really be able to sit down with Robbie. So Robbie Ramos will join us coming up on the show. He's a huge Miami sports fan. We'll talk to him about the Dolphins as well. But we got to find out uh, when's Heels coming back. All right. So we'll get him on the show. Before we get to the Dolphins here, the Heat last night. The Heat beat the Bucks 108 to 102. Good win for the Heat. Now, everyone sat out for the Bucks. All right. You know, the big name is Giannis. Giannis sat out. Everyone sat out for the Bucks. The Heat were minus Tyler Hero. Uh, they were without Kyle Lowry, but who cares? And and they were shorthanded. They only had eight available players last night. You got a great game from Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent got the start there last night in place of Tyler Hero. Uh, Gabe had 28 points, which I think ties a career high. He had 28 points, six assists. He was 10 of 17, five for 11 from three. Bam had 24 points and 12 rebounds. That's the part that I like the most is... Like, Jimmy gave them 17 points and 11 rebounds. How about this? In in a game that the Heat were shorthanded, no Tyler Hero, the Heat were able to beat the Bucs, and granted, shorthanded Bucs, just the Heat were able to get a win shorthanded without Jimmy Butler being the main guy. That's huge. That's a great sign. Gabe Vincent, who was at a rough season, had a great game last night. Bam Adebayo did his thing. We know that, like, Bam's turn... Not turn the corner. Bam has taken the next step. Yeah. And Jimmy had 17 points and 11 rebounds and off the bench. Victor Oladipo. I'm telling you, I think he's back. Now, when I say I think he's back, like last night he had 14 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. When I say that Victor Oladipo's back, he's not going to be putting up those all-star numbers he did in Indiana because his role's different. He was the number one guy in Indiana. Well, he's a, he's a six-man here in Miami. And if all things are equal, fourth option, you know? Behind Jimmy, Bam, Tyler. So he's not he's not going to put up those numbers. Now, once in a while, like a couple games ago, you'll get the 26-point game from Victor Oladipo. But 
you're not going to get you're not going to get those numbers from Victor Oladipo. He's not going to be that guy, all star form. But I I I I think he's back, and and that's a very big deal for the Heat moving forward. So the Heat win last night, one hundred eight to one hundred two against a you know a Bucks team that was essentially sitting there, guys. It was the second night of a back to back for them, and. The game was cl- game was tied at halftime, 45 all. I think he had 16 points in the first quarter. They struggled offensively, but then they really beat him down in the second half. I mean, the final score, not indicative. Like, the heat, game was never in doubt. They were up by 12, really, for most of the fourth quarter. They end up holding on. They win by six. Uh, but that's what they should do. Against a... that That's why I think last night was a good sign, because against... You're shorthanded, but against a very shorthanded Bucks team, all right, the game was tight, and then you pulled away in the second half. That's what you should do. That's what a good team would do. I do believe that the Heat are trending up. I think they're headed in the right direction. Now, tomorrow's a huge test. You know, I said with these two games, asking for, you know, a a two-game sweep there with the home and home games against Milwaukee, that's a lot to ask for. Well, it's not a lot to ask for anymore because the first game that they won last night, the Bucs were without all their guys. So now it's kind of, you know, it's not like, all right, you're going to get one, they're going to get one, or they're going to get one, you're going to get one. All right, they're going to play all their guys tomorrow afternoon. It's a national game. It's on ABC. Your boy's going. I was trying to go, and I'm going. I'm taking the whole family. I'm going to a Heat game tomorrow with my entire family for the first time ever. I've never been to a game with my entire family. Think about that. We're going to have a great time. So tomorrow, they're going to face a full Bucks team. So the expectation now changes where it's like, you know, if they beat a full Bucks team last night, like, all right, it's a lot to ask them to win that game tomorrow now also. But they didn't face that Bucks team last night. Now they're facing the Bucks tomorrow, presumably with Giannis ready to go. I don't know what Tyler Hero's status is. Congrats there. He and his uh, his girlfriend, they had another child. They had a baby boy. Um, you hope Tyler's ready. Don't really care about Lowry returning. Gabe Vincent gave you a whole hell of a lot more last night than Kyle Lowry's ever going to give you. But... Now, tomorrow becomes becomes a really big test for the Heat. And I like where they're at, you know? So, can you get both? 23 and 20 on the year. I think they're a game back of number six. They're right now in the play-in scenario. I think they're a game back of New York number six. So, I, I, I you know, love the way the Heat have played lately. Even the loss against Brooklyn, the win the other night against Oklahoma City, and last night against Milwaukee. Just doing what they got to do. I think, for the most part, they're playing pretty well. So, Excellent job there by Miami. The Panthers, of course, they ruined it. If you stayed up for the end of the Panther game, they ruined it. Let's get to the Dolphins here. Poll question of the day. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question is, and it's very controversial. Go to at Zaslow Show on Twitter. You go check that out. Today's poll question, Zaslow Show 2.0. Does it feel like the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs? And here are your answers. Of course, so excited. Nope, dreading the game. You guys are out there voting early and often. Get out there at Zaslow Show and vote. And the leader right now, now you're listening to this in the future, but right now, the leader in the polls with 73% of the vote is, nope, dreading the game. And I don't see any other way to look at it. I told you, we, we are marching toward a slow death. This Sunday, you listen to anyone talk about the Dolphins this weekend. Like, this is the least interesting game for anyone. And by the way, of course, we got big game, not a big game coming up today. But if you look at Super Wild Card Weekend, you know, if you had to miss one game, 
This is the game that everyone's... Uh, eh, yeah, Sunday, 1 p.m. Let me get a few errands out of the way. Bed, Bath & Beyond, Home Depot. You know, I don't know what else I got time for, but, you know, maybe we'll get it out of the way. No, it's not me! I'm going to be dialed into the game. I'm going to be watching the game at Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. All right? World's greatest upscale dive bar. So if you want to come join me on Sunday, come out to the Briny. I'm going to be there for the Dolphins. I'm going to be there to watch that massacre. But I got the good food. You got fish and chips. You got mahi tacos. You got to, oh, I love the Shepherd's Pie there. Briny Irish Pub, great food, cold beers, drafts on tap, and you got live music Every night, seven nights a week. So come on out and join me at the Briny, 1 p.m. for the Dolphins on Sunday. They got the NFL Sunday ticket, but it doesn't matter. All the playoff games are on anyway. So come on out this Sunday, 1 p.m. Hang out at the Briny with me. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way down to the ocean, but don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny where it's free parking. They will validate your tag. So park behind the Briny. You don't have to pay for parking. They will take care of you. Briny Irish Pub this Sunday. Come join me. World's greatest upscale dive bar. There you have it. Um... The game this weekend, it feels... It, here's, the, here's the thing. Obviously, I don't have to go through again the whole, oh, we're having such a good season, and now it's going to end, end like shit. We're going to feel terrible after the game. I don't have to go through all that. I've been doing that the whole week, all right? There's nothing else to say about that. But the part that's such a bummer is not just that part, but we're playing Buffalo. And I've told you, when I, when I was a kid, it wasn't the Jets. It certainly wasn't the Patriots. Buffalo was the rivalry. Brian Cox walking out there into Rich Stadium with the middle fingers raised high. You mother effers, I hate you guys. You're wearing the the F Buffalo shirts when they were coming down here. When I was a kid, if I can go to one game, one game for the year, Dad, can you get tickets for the Bills game? That was always the one game. Marino, Kelly, that was always the game. Matter of fact, the last Dolphin playoff game I went to. Dolphins-Bills. Now, it's not the last one they won. It's actually the last one they won was the Lamar Smith game in 2000 against the Colts. The year before that, 1999, maybe it was 98, one or the other. Dolphins-Bills, Marino, Flutie. That was the Trace Armstrong game where Trace Armstrong, Flutie on the goal line. Last play of the game, Dolphins are up by four, and Trace Armstrong gets the strip sack. Dolphins recover it, game over. Dolphins win the wild card game. That's the last playoff game I've been to. So we're talking like 24 years ago, 25 years ago, last one I've been to. Uh, Dolphins-Bills, that was the matchup for me as a kid. And we're finally getting it again. That was the last time they played in the playoffs. We're talking 25 years ago. But like, we're, we're not really getting it. We're not. You know, it's... It, there's nothing you've seen from Skylar Thompson. He's a rookie quarterback. There's nothing you've seen from Skylar Thompson as recently as last week that's going to tell you they got a shot. And it's not just about Tyler Tom- uh, Skylar Thompson. Mostert, Chubb. Uh, it- it's-, it's about all these other guys who are hurt as well. It- it's just we're-, we're marching toward the inevitable. We're going to get smoked on Sunday afternoon. I'm still going to Briny. I might as well get some drinks in my belly, all right, while we're getting our ass kicked. I will say, if the Dolphins have any chance, I'm not even going to go there. Oh, the defense needs to ball out. They need to go balls to the wall. I'm not even doing that. Skylar Thompson has to take chances downfield. He's got to take the chances downfield that he did not take last week. He clearly did not trust what he was seeing last week. The one time that he attempted to go downfield, he was looking for Tyreek Hill on the flag route, and his arm got hit, and it ended up being a duck 
which was caught for 32 yards by Mike Kosicki. Really lucky. That was the one time that he tried to go deep. They got to take shots deep. He's got to trust what he's seeing out there. He clearly did not trust what he was seeing last week. That's the only way they win this game this weekend, is if it's a shootout. Which is crazy to say, right? That, oh, with Skyward Thompson, you'd have to win a shootout. It's the only way to win. Yeah, I actually think that's the only way that they're going to win because the defense is not going to be holding Josh Allen. This defense, they're not going to be holding the Bills to like 17 points. You're not going to win a game 20 to 17. The Bills are going to score a lot more than that. Like the only way the Dolphins are going to win, and it's crazy, to, it sounds crazy, it's got to be a shootout. They're going to have to, they're going to have to go deep. They're going to have to get huge games from their receivers. I really think that's the only way the Dolphins have a chance in this game is if they're going deep, they're taking huge chances, they're throwing just bombs away, man. It's a weird thing to say with a third-string quarterback, but I think there's a much better chance of the Dolphins winning a shootout than a low-scoring game because I have more faith in the Dolphins' receivers, essentially, than I do the Dolphins' defense. That's what it boils down to. The Dolphins' best players are on the offensive side, so I have more faith in the Dolphins' receivers being able to do their job in a big way than the Dolphins' defense being able to do their job in a big way. That's really what it boils down to. I do want to add one more thing. I want to get Ruthie Polinsky on here. I do want to add one more thing. So Tua was ruled out a couple of days ago. And I've seen on social media a lot the last couple of days where you'll get the whole, And we know the narrative on television... You know, what are the Dolphins going to do in the offseason? I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason, but I do think they need to consider other options at quarterback. Is that Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that Derek Carr? You got the Tom Brady stuff going on out there. I do think they need to consider other options, which really sucks. But that's unfortunately the reality. But what we've seen, like, on social media last couple days, or like what I've seen on social media last couple days with Dolphins fans, you get a lot of Dolphin fans who are, I just want Tua to be okay. And that's really weird to me. Saying to yourself, Zazzle, why is that weird? Why shouldn't Dolphin fans want Tua to be okay? It's weird to me for a couple reasons. The first part that it's weird to me is, why do you feel the need to tell everyone that you just want Tua to be okay? Like, if you don't say that, is there this impression that your friends are going to be like, what? How come you haven't said you just want Tua to be okay? Do you not want him to be okay? Like, aren't you just a decent person? If you want to, like, isn't that what any normal, decent person would want is for Tua to be okay? Isn't that a given? Doesn't that go without saying? So I don't understand why you have to go out there and say that you just want Tua to be okay. That's the first part. Like, I haven't made any posts I just want Tua to be okay. Because I kind of feel like you guys out there, like, don't you assume I want him to be okay and, you know, not, like, die? Don't don't you know? Or I, I don't you assume I want him to be okay and... You know, not have his brain scrambled? Does that go without saying? So, that's the first part. The second part that I think it's really strange and, I guess, annoying, whatever. And we'll talk to Ruthie about this as well. See if she's noticed this. But, the whole, I just want Tua to be okay. That's some bullshit. Like, the Dolphin fan. You don't have to, like, it's okay to be upset that Tua's out this weekend. Now, I'm not saying be upset with him or be upset with the doctors. That's stupid. But it's okay to be upset that Tua's out this weekend. It's okay to be upset that Tua can't play. This whole, 
You just want Tua to be okay. That's bullshit. Why, why would you just want Tua to be okay? I don't just want Tua to be okay. He's not my family. He's not my friend. He plays quarterback for my favorite football team. And I, now, I want Tua to be okay. That's a given. But I don't just want Tua to be okay. No. He's not my friend. I want Tua to be okay. And I want him to play football for the Dolphins. And I want them to win lots of games with Tua. And I want him to win the Dolphins a Super Bowl. And that makes me very happy. And I definitely am not going to apologize for that. Dolphin fans do not have to apologize for being upset that Tua can't play. Not mad. Dolphin fans definitely don't have to apologize for being upset that Tua can't play. And you definitely don't have to apologize if you want him to return and win you lots of games and win a Super Bowl. The whole, I just want Tua to be okay? What? That's all you want. You don't want him to play and the Dolphins to win. I feel like it goes out saying that you want him to be okay, but you just... I just want to be okay. I don't care about if he plays football anymore. What? That's crazy. He's not your family. He's not your friend. You want him to be okay because you're a decent person. And you want him to get back to playing... Or, I, I guess I should ask those people. You don't want him to get back to playing football and win lots of games for the Dolphins and make you happy? Like, that's... That's the arrangement here. That's, that's like... That's the, the unwritten agreement here. You want him to be okay. You want all your favorite players. You want everyone on your team to be healthy. And you want them to win you games and make you happy. And then they get paid lots of money. That's the arrangement. I just want Tua to be... I don't just want Tua to be okay. And I'm not going to apologize for, for feeling that way. I want him to be okay. And I want him to play football for the Dolphins. And I want him to be really good. And I want them to win. And I want to be really happy about that. So it, it's, it's been a weird thing. I feel like over the last couple days on social media. You just want him to be okay. What? That Really? That's it? You, you just want him to be okay. Uh, it, it's okay to want both. Dolphin fan doesn't have to apologize. And d- don't let the very self-righteous media tell you that, oh, the only thing you should be concerned about is Tua's health. What? You could totally be concerned about Tua's health and also wonder, when is he coming back to play? Don't let the self-righteous media tell you otherwise. Don't let him do that. So it's a Friday show. Everyone's in a good mood. And of course, every guest we have here on Zazlo Show 2.0, official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's the weekend. Get your weekend started off right. European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your weekend with a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six pan of Johnny, six pack of Johnny right now at Sedano's, Presidente, Win Dixie, Fresco y Mas. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, pretty much the way I live my life. Stay tranquilo. Joining us now, our friend is NBC Six's Ruthie Polinski. She is leaving for Buffalo this weekend. She's going to go visit the wall from Game of Thrones. Have you checked what the weather is going to be in Buffalo this weekend? I've decided to just prepare for the worst. I have heard that it's supposed to be dry, so that's good news. Okay. Um, Although if I'm going to Buffalo, I kind of want the full experience. You know really? what I mean? Give me a windstorm. Although I, I would be terrible. I would be so bad if I couldn't get out of there. But, you know, give me give me the full snow. You know, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. Right. I went to Michigan. I lived in Rhode Island. Like, I'm good with cold. I'm a little bit scared about this um, just because it's been a minute since I've been in cold. Obviously, I'm in the press box during the game, but we're doing sports final, our 30-minute show 
from like from Buffalo outside the stadium, probably in the parking lot or something. So um, it's going to be chilly, but I'm looking forward to it. I've, I have some winter coats and all those things that I've pulled out of storage and, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how how I do. I'm sure you saw I was in the snow all of last week. I'm a big time skier now. I'm, I'm, I'm like a professional skier now. I mean, granted, it was only, you know, the, it was the, my first real time, but I'm, I'm pretty much professional now. Okay. Love that for you. I haven't skied in years, but we used to go every, uh, every winter we would go winter break and you know, I, I wasn't great, but it was fun. It's just a very, yeah, it's beautiful. And you, when you have the proper gear and at least with skiing, like it's a good workout. So you're moving, you're not freezing. Mm -hmm. Like it's really fun. Yeah. It was not cold. Like you would, like I thought going there, Oh my God, I'm going to be freezing. If you're dressed appropriately, like I wasn't cold at all. And right. really, and it was cold. I mean, it was in the mid teens, you know. Oh wow! But I wasn't cold at all. Ski. I'm look. We're we're a skiing family now, Ruthie. All right. Love that for you guys. Love I don't know where you're guys. looking, but look out. All right, we're a skiing family. Uh, so let's uh let's talk about the elephant in the room here, which is that the entire country is rooting against the Dolphins this weekend. Yeah, we are, we are the bad guys. We're literally the bad guys because. Buffalo is they they're they're the team of destiny now that you know and it's funny because for me growing up in the 90s they were always they were the biggest losers even though I mean shit I wish the Dolphins can go can lose four straight Super Bowls that'd be amazing (laughs) if the Dolphins can lose four straight Super Bowls but now the Bills their team of destiny they got that vibe to them and everyone is everyone except for Dolphin fans are rooting for the Bills this weekend we're the bad guys Ruthie well uh, let me counter that for a second, because maybe if Tua was going to be out there, we would be the bad guys because we'd be a real threat. I'm saying we, as in the Dolphins, like the Dolphins would be the a real threat, I think, to the Bills. Um, I think a lot of the country is laughing at the situation with the Dolphins right now. Obviously, the concussion situation is not funny whatsoever, but I think a large portion of, of the country is saying, you guys were the talk. You mm-hmm. thought you had it going. Miami's still the same old Miami. You're nine and eight. You backed into the playoffs and now you have your third string quarterback. That's going to go start a playoff game for the first time in six years. So I think it's a little bit more of a, the bills are going to win this game. They are our heroes versus like, boo, Miami. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's a little bit more of that narrative as to like, all right, the bills are making it out. Like, let's go, let's get this team onto the super bowl kind of type thing versus if Tua was here, I think there would be a real narrative as to, the Bills got to take it to Miami and, and make it a little bit more of, of that storyline. I, I do feel like there's a little bit of like the Dolphins are just the Dolphins and they're the same old Dolphins. Yeah, you got into the playoffs, but uh, you guys are going to lose this game. What has the <laughs> what has the atmosphere? I mean, you know, Tua was announced out a few days ago on Wednesday. What's the atmosphere been like around that building? So I was there yesterday um, and, you know, coach told us in the morning that Tua was officially ruled out, which I personally was surprised that it came on Wednesday. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that if we weren't going to see Tua at practice on Wednesday, there was a really good chance that he wasn't going to play. But for coach to come out first question and say, you know, hey, guys, want to let you know, like two is out. And um, so what do you think that's about? Like, it's so he, there was no way that he could have been cleared by doctors on Thursday. Like, what do you think that was about? Well, co- what coach McDaniel told us was it was a combination of factors, right? He hasn't seen the practice field in 17 days. 
Um, if he, yesterday would have been the 17th day, I think that he would have been in concussion protocol. So 18 days now. Um, and I think it's also, they are being extremely careful. I think if he wasn't even cleared for football activities yet, there were still going to be two more steps in the protocol, at least to be able to, you know, have contact. Um, and then Zaslow, I mean, I think without, it goes without saying that if God forbid something would have happened to Tua in Buffalo, playing against a team where the whole narrative has been about player safety, player safety, player health, taking care of the players, protecting the players. If God forbid something would have happened to Tua on Sunday on the, you know, in the playoffs on a national scale against the team that everyone's rooting for because of DeMar Hamlin, I just, I don't think they could have handled the, the narrative and the PR and whatever it is. They still got a big challenge to, to overcome here, I think. Uh, when when Tua hopefully is able to be cleared enough to go back on the field and feel safe, and, and that is a narrative, they're going to have to come out and say, we have gone through all of these steps in order to make sure that we feel good about putting him back on a football field. As an organization, Tua and his family, Tua as a person, um, there is going to be, I, I hope, that there is a lot of effort that is put into explaining to the world why Tua feels, why it's okay for Tua to go back on the field. And my personal opinion is, yes, there is a lot that we don't know about concussions and, and head injuries, but we know enough to say, hey, what you just went through, Tua, two, maybe three concussions in the last three months, that's really serious. And I think he's a little, I think there is a part of him that is, that's setting in and, and coach kind of alluded to that yesterday saying, you know, he's really learning about taking the medical advice and medical professionals, you know, really seriously. So I think there's a part of this education that's going on with Tua right now in terms of discussing what is going to be his next step. Um, if somehow, some way they win this game and, and there's another game, I still would find it really difficult for that team to put Tua back on the field this season. That's my personal opinion. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, but again, there would have to be a lot of effort put into explaining why that team, why that organization feels good about that decision. I think, Ruthie, I think it's a weird thing that I've seen on social media the last couple of days, really since Tua uh, was declared out on Wednesday, where people will like they'll announce on social media, Dolphin fans, they'll say, I just want Tua to be okay. And so there's a couple things about that that I find to be weird or annoying. All right. The first one is, why do these people feel the need to proclaim to everyone that they just want Tua to be okay? As if, like, do you think that, like, are there people out there who don't want him to be okay? Like, isn't that, right? But, like, wouldn't any decent person want him to be healthy and not be crippled and not have you know, a brain injuries. I don't know why there's this need to proclaim that you want to yeah. be okay. And then the second part is I just want Tua to be okay. You know, I've been hammering home this point. It's okay for the dolphin fan to want Tua to play. It's okay for the dolphin fan to be upset that Tua is out because this idea that I just want him to be okay. Well, no, I want him to be okay. And I want him to play football and I want him to win games. to the dolphins like, it's okay to want both those things. Like we just want Tua to be okay. No, I want him to be okay. And I want him to play football and be awesome and everyone to be happy. Like it's a, it's a weird thing to me. 
It's very weird. I will say you can, yes, want Tua to be okay and you want him to play, but you also, and this is never going to happen because people are crazy, but you also cannot be mad if Tua says, I'm not going to play football anymore. If you want the best for Tua and Tua says, what's best for me is to not play football. Everyone needs to be okay with that. Everyone needs to be okay. No one can be mad about that because of science. So, so that's kind of where I stand. You can be happy for Tua to get back on the field and you can root for him and you could cheer for him and say, if you feel good about this decision, we are team Tua, which I hope. I mean, listen, this kid has grown up his entire life wanting to play quarterback for an NFL team. This is not an easy situation for anyone to be in. Well, and by the way, Ruthie, he's less than a year away from the massive quarterback payday. Massive, massive. And that's generational wealth, right? Like that's kind of money we're talking about. That's life-changing, generation-changing for him, for his family. I get it. Um, But there is a massive question Tua and his well-being aside, there is a massive question for the Dolphins organization that they have to face now. And that is Tua has missed a third of the games. We made our first playoff game in six seasons. We haven't won a playoff game since 2000. And we don't have who's supposed to be the guy out there. And that's really difficult to address. Um, But that is something durability, availability. These are all things that go into you know, evaluating your future and as an organization. And I think what's really disappointing about this year, yes, the expectation was, okay, you had two back-to-back winning seasons. You fired the head coach. Now you got to have another winning season and you got to make the playoffs or else there was no point in anything. You got to make the playoffs. They did that check. The other goal this season was to figure out if Tua was going to be the guy. And like, we really thought he was the guy for a long time until you know, what, six weeks ago, five oh, weeks he ago, is, I mean, three weeks ago, as far as the talent goes, like he is the guy, but we right. can't a hundred percent control the other stuff. You wanted to figure out what is this our quarterback of the future? Yeah, I guess, know. you know, he has, and now you don't know. We don't know. And that I think what's, what's the most disappointing thing is like, yes, they're in the playoffs, but there's so much unknown about what's going to happen now. Um, that I think there's this Dolphins fans, I think have a weird kind of ick feeling about this. Oh, playoff it's birth. weird. Like, like you're saying they're in the playoffs. I, I don't feel like they're in the playoffs. Like it's weird, yeah. right? Well, I'm, I'm, we're just we're marching toward the inevitable on Sunday. Sure. You know, uh, and and I, look, I don't think that makes you a bad Dolphin fan if, if I sit here and I say oh, we get smoked on Sunday. Like I'm, I'm just, I, I if it, it doesn't feel like we're in the playoffs. We haven't been in the playoffs yeah. in six years. And by the way, that last playoff appearance six years ago. Also backup quarterback. All right. Right. So we got to go back to 2008. The last time we felt we had a legit chance in a playoff Mm -hmm. game 15 years ago, 14 years ago. So it just it doesn't feel like we're in the playoffs because we don't we don't have a fair shake. And it's not even just Tua, Armstead, uh, uh, Chubb, Mostert. We're not getting a fair shake. So, yeah, it, it feels a season that was eight and three. It now feels like crazy. a lost season, right? Like we're not even getting a fair shake this weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, to be eight and three and what the narrative was around this team when they were eight and three, two is an MVP conversation. You know, it's, it's, this is a Super Bowl team. You know, 
I think it's just crazy. To, it goes to show you how quickly things can change surrounding, you know, an NFL team and what can happen. And, and listen, credit to Skylar Thompson. I do not want to leave this podcast without saying this kid is going out there in a tough situation. Tough He's a seventh round pick. I well, mean, and also, he, you know, what hurts the situation is that you got seventh round pick Brock Purdy out there killing it. I that know. hurts. I know. And that's got like, no one else took Brock Purdy. Right. So like no one it's kind of lucky, right? Like think and, and give Kyle Shanahan credit too, because it's a quarterback friendly system. That's what everyone talks about. That's why Mike McDaniel's here. Right. It's a quarterback friendly system. They have put Brock Purdy. He's got great weapons. He's got a good offense that works for his skill set. That's amazing. But you got lucky. Like it's a, it was the last pick in the draft. Yeah. And you like, knew it was going to be good. You would have selected him a lot earlier. <laughs> and that's how people, yeah, exactly. And that's how people felt about Skylar Thompson in the preseason. I think the kids got a lot of learning to do, but to get thrown in to a playoff game and arguably the craziest pl- environment in football, right? Like to go into Bill's mafia and try and win a playoff game. God bless Skylar Thompson. And I, I, I just think his poise, his professionalism, every single time that we speak to him, he is just such a stand up unbelievable guy with such good character and he's heading into this with such a good mindset. Um, it's just been really impressive to see from like, not a football player perspective from a person uh, perspective. So I got to give that guy a shout out because God bless you, Skylar Thompson. I mean, it's, it's a really, really difficult situation that he's in. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What do you feel about the stuff coming out where like if the Dolphins missed the playoffs, that they lost that game, they end six in a row, that McDaniel was going to have a problem? Uh, I think that's crazy talk. Did you buy into any of that? You know, I nothing surprises me with this team. Um, I think it would have been a discussion. I think they would have said, we don't have, a, we don't have our starting quarterback. Mike McDaniel, the, the greatest thing he did this year was developed to a right and give to a confidence and get his ego back up and turn it into a leader and show everyone that he's got the skill set to be successful in the NFL. Mike, that was Mike McDaniel's goal to when he came in and when mm-hmm. he got hired and he accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the defense was terrible for the majority of the year. He's not a great in-game manager. Of course, he's a rookie coach. I get it. Not a great in-game manager. Uh, there have been some really questionable decisions. And other than, and I started to feel this way during, especially during the five-game losing streak, other than the explosive plays, they couldn't move the ball for a large majority of the season. I, 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 I felt like the offense was so one-dimensional 
Um, and, you know, he, they struggled to run the ball for a little bit that kind of picked up, but it just felt like other than developing Tua and giving Tua the confidence to be able to have, have explosive plays to guys, two of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, McDaniel didn't really blow our mind in any other aspect of the game, special teams, defense, game strategy. Um, you know, that's where you kind of evaluate this guy. And I think he had the locker room for a large part of the season. I, I, I wonder what people, what it would have, what would have happened if he would have lost that that last game and they would have missed the playoffs. Um, I, I just, I don't think he would have been fired, but I think it would have been a discussion. That's all I'm saying. I think, um, because especially, and this is what I was going to say earlier, but especially if you're sitting there saying, we got to evaluate the quarterback. Do you need Mike? What if Sean Payton wanted to come, come to Miami and, and you wanted to bring in another guy? There's Derek a lot Clark. of rumors out I there mean, right now. I mean, I can't, you know, I saw Florio <laughs> earlier today, Tom Brady. We're going to do that again, apparently. I mean, uh, listen, if, if Tom Brady wants to play in Miami, are you really going to not listen? Slam the door again on him? Like, like Flores did. I don't know. I mean, you tell me, I, I just, I, I'm just asking. I think there is definitely questions to be asked. I think McDaniel's job is obvious. It should be safe now, but I think there are going to be a lot of changes on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some, there were some questionable front office decisions that we can go through too. And I think if there were people in the front office that felt like maybe their job was in jeopardy to fire the coach would be an easy scapegoat. So I don't know. I, I, it would have been fascinating. I think this offseason is still going to be fascinating because they've got no cap space. They have no draft yeah. picks and they got to make some room here somehow and they got to get better. And, and they they don't really have the room to do it at this moment. Are we doing the full Buffalo experience this weekend? Or are you going to have one of them put you through a table? What are we doing? So it's funny you say that because when I was in New England, we did a, a New England Nation pregame show and it was like a Patriots pregame show for Rhode Island. And um when we would do the bills, when it was bills week, I one time dove, like jumped onto our set and like dove through a table. It was like, it wasn't so on stupid. TV, but it was like as a tease. It's so stupid, but it's, it's like so hilarious. Like, like, I love it. I, you know, I, would I wonder love to how it early. started. Like who's the first one that said, I'm going to jump through a table during this tailgate and it's going to be our team's thing. How did it start? Well, you know, and I, I talked about this all week on TV too, but th- that crowd that community, we all got a real difficult glimpse into how it, unbelievable they are as just human beings. They've always been um, really good when it comes to charities always, and all that. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, remember it was like five years ago when the Bills made the playoffs for the first time in like a dozen years, but they needed help to get in. They needed the Bengals, yeah. who were quarterbacked by Andy Dalton at the time, to yeah. beat so-and-so to allow the Bills to get into the playoffs, and they did. And then the the Bills Mafia donated like millions of dollars to Andy Dalton's charitable fund. It's unbelievable. And and I think like what happened the last week, two weeks, week and a half, that crowd is going to be so fired up. Yeah. And I I said this on TV. I mean, if DeMar Hamlin's discharged, he could be at this game. I mean, if they bring him out on the field. Well, I don't know that he would be on the field. But I think he's a lock to be at the game and that he'll be in some type of suite and, you know, they'll show him. I think he's a lock to be there. He's going to be on the Jumbotron. It's going to be electric, as it should be, as it should be. I mean, this is an incredible story. We've learned so much about this this person, this player, um, and the whole world has fallen in love with him. Um, And I think 
I'm very much looking forward to this in particular being my a playoff game, the DeMar Hamlin recovery celebration. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable there. Um, Everyone's going to say I, if the Bills go on to win the Super Bowl, uh, a franchise who, like I said, was always like the biggest loser because they lost four in a row. Everyone's going to say NFL sticks. All the idiots. All well, the idiots are going to say that. Come on. Come on. I think I think the Bills were a Super Bowl favorite before all that. Like everyone knew. I mean, doesn't matter. It, yeah. All the idiots yeah. are going to say it's fixed. It's it, yeah, the idiots, right? We gotta, I gotta stop listening to the idiots because they bother me, you know, such like idiots. on social media, they're such idiots. But no, yeah, I think I'm excited for my first Bills Mafia experience. You know, hopefully we get to like walk through a tailgate and just like hang out. But I will get some wings. That's a, that's on my checklist. Um, I've been to Buffalo one other time when I was at, back when I was in Providence. Providence College was in the Frozen Four, the Final oh, wow. Four for hockey, which was so cool. And like you know, that place loves hockey, and mm-hmm. there was people traveled from all over the Northeast to come. It was that was really really fun. I actually think Buffalo is a really cool, like unique sports city. Like, why do you live in Buffalo? <laughs> why do the, you live in Buffalo? But it's like the greatest, one of the greatest sports cities in the country. It's, it's, just, it's very cool. That's such yeah. a good question. Why do you live in <laughs> Buffalo? What are we watching these days? What are you going to pass the time on the airplane? What are we watching? Have you finished Netflix? Do you still have any more shows? <laughs> You're literally going to laugh at me and I'll take suggestions. But like my sister told me to start watching Love Island, Australia. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's one of those <laughs> okay, reality well, love, shows, right? So Love Island. Yeah, I love Love Island. Like UK, the UK version is okay. phenomenal. I've watched all the season, but they now have Australia. And for some reason, and you love the accents, you love the lingo, you love, it's the stupidest show. I mean, in the, in the people on the show, I, I don't know how they've gotten this far in life because of how um, just like little common sense they have. Uh, but it's phenomenal. And that's what I've been like binging Well, I'm, I'm just like doing stuff around the apartment. I just like have it on in the background. My but wife just got done with, time. my wife just got done with Emily in Paris. I feel like that's up. Oh, I did watch Emily in Paris. Very cute. Also very stupid, but very cute. Like you can't stop watching it because like you want to know what happens, but it's very stupid. Yeah, it's the like, cl- stupid, the it's like stupid chiclet. Yeah, there's good fashion. Like it's fun to like you're in Paris. It's like good scenery, visually pleasing. She's cute. You know, it's but that's it. That's a good one. What else? Uh, my wife and I, we watch suits right now. I mean, I know we're, we're very late to the party, you know, with suits, but we uh, we watch suits. Oh, I'm back. It was, okay. that was my, that was my fault. My, okay, my, 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 dog, oh, my dog knocked out the internet cord from my, from my computer here. That's uh, no. Okay. I'm good. I dog. thought it was me. I was so nervous. Okay, good. Okay. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you that. You guys in. watch suits. You said I will not edit that out. So I'm going to leave it in. We're watching <laughs> yes. suits, but it takes like a thousand years to finish because it's nine seasons. It's 23 episodes a season. We're going to be watching suits for another six, seven years. So that's the only thing right. I have time for right now is suits. Right. that's my show. Okay. That's what we're watching. got it noted. Okay, right. perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we got going on. You're you're on your way to Buffalo to watch that you massacre. Know, I will say I'm a little I'm a little bummed because once football's over, it's like well, February I mean, like, after we the Super Bowl, the- February's a worse sports month. February, March is bad. Like we're gonna go try and get excited about spring training. I'm no, like- no, no. Well, and especially <laughs> you're in like it's it's the middle of the NHL and the NBA. You know, you're not quite close enough to get super excited about the playoffs right. yet. And on top of the Panthers suck. Uh, I do I do think the Heats are are trending, trending. in the right direction. Yes. Uh, yeah. Fe- February after Super Bowl is a rough month. February is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Heat do feel like something's happening here. Like it does kind of, even though they're so hurt. I mean, that Oklahoma City game felt like a freaking playoff game. game. I mean, that was so fun. Brooklyn um, game before it was a great game. 
Great game. Great game. Great game. Should have won that game. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think, you know, you got Bam out, Tyler's out. Have, congratulations to, on him having a baby today. That's right. Um, you know, I think when those guys get healthy and they got kind of got the full thing, although the way that they play when guys are hurt, it's like, you know, it's like, that's the way you want them to play all the I time. I think they're headed in the right direction. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. And then the Panthers, listen, I think this is a huge transition for them. And that's what, that's what Paul Maurice keeps saying. And um, the way that they're playing the style of play, you know, it's all fun and games when you win the president's trophy, but if you can't win a playoff series, like yep. what's the good. So they're definitely toughening up a bit, I think here. And um, I'm trying to be patient, but it's definitely hard. I thank God they have an all-star for the all-star weekend <laughs> being mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, Kachuk is awesome. Um, so definitely. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of diving into those teams a little bit deeper. I'm kind of surface level following what's happening right now, just cause we're so football heavy, but um, and then the Canes basketball. Yep. Basketball. Love school. that. Love it. Basketball, basketball school. <laughs> it is it's basketball. The, yep. School. yep. But there's so much, I mean, I had so much fun covering sweet 16 and elite eight last year. That was like a blast. And I love coach Larinaga. So I'm happy that they're doing well again this year. Tell, uh, tell everyone how they can watch you, Ruthie. Go ahead. How can they see you this weekend? Okay. So I'm traveling to Buffalo on Saturday. All our stuff starts Saturday at six o'clock, 11 o'clock. And then we'll do, um, post game stuff on NBC at six, um, on Sunday after the game, we'll be freezing. Hopefully, hopefully not talking about a blowout loss. Um, and then we'll have, we'll do sports final from Orchard park. Hopefully that's not a postmortem and we can look ahead oh my to God. the future. It, it would, it would be a miracle. Could you I imagine? Mean, it'd be a miracle. Like, like uh, listen, t- later on today, I'm not gonna do it right this second, but I'm, I'm going to say a prayer to Hashem. And I'm going to ask him for the Dolphins to have a chance <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I'm going to ask Hashem. All right. Yeah, especially t- tomorrow night on Shabbat. Let's like let's all light our candles and say an extra prayer. And you know what? The one reason that they could go out there and win this game is they have got nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, you're going out there with a third string rookie round quarterback. Um, you got nothing to lose. Every the world, like you said, is rooting for Demar Hamlin and the Bills. Everyone wants the Bills to win the Super Bowl. If the Dolphins go in there and just chuck that thing around and somehow pull out a win, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. Ruthie, excellent job as always. Appreciate you. Have a safe trip there to Buffalo. Thank you so much. I'll try and uh, def- I can't wait to already defaw when I get back. But I mean, I am looking forward to the cold. <laughs> Great job as always by Ruthie Polinsky there. Uh, I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine going up to Buffalo. I know they're they're Dolphin fans. Oh, look, she's going up there to work. But there are Dolphin fans who are making the trip up there. I mean, shit, you know, we haven't been in the playoffs since you know in six years. So you are going up? You want to make the playoffs? Uh, you want you want to go to the playoff game? You got a great fans, man. I I gotta give it up to. You. I I tip my hat to you. Uh, my my Johnny Cuba hat. I tipped you. That's a it's a good looking hat, Johnny Cuba. Go grab yourself a Johnny. All right, start your. Start your weekend with a with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Of course, Ruthie Polinsky, all of our guests, brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. Uh, yeah, you're a hardcore Dolphin fan if you're going. I, I got to give it up to you. Good for you, you know. You're not going to feel so great on your way back. That's not because you're sick. If you aren't feeling so great because you're sick, you got to call doctors on call 365. That's right. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Doctors on call 365. If you're not feeling well, you got 100, 200, 3 fever. I've been there. You call up the doctor. They tell you, okay, we got an appointment for you in March. I don't feel good right now. Doctors on call 365. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you wherever you are. You're in your home. You can't get out of bed. You're in your offense. 
need to feel better right now at work so you can continue the workday. Maybe you got a very important job. Wherever you're at, Doctors on Call 365 is coming to you. They're serving Broward County, Miami-Dade County, Southern Palm Beach as well. Now, they're self-pay right now. You got Medicare acceptance on the way soon, private insurance acceptance. That's coming down the line as well. But what you're going to pay for Doctors on Call 365 to get you the convenience of being in your home and not having to go out and not having to wait, you're going to pay more if you wind up going to the emergency room and you're waiting hours and then you got to pay your copay or even at your local urgent care, you're going to pay more. This way, it's a convenience of sitting at home and Doctors on Call 365 is coming to you. Whatever you need, strep test, COVID test, flu test, uh, IV fluids, you need vitamin therapy, you need a prescription filled, Doctors on Call 365, they're going to take care of you. They've been a sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0 from very early on, and I wouldn't, be prom- I wouldn't be telling you about them if I didn't use them as well myself. My son, me, I needed a COVID test. My son needed a strep test. I got a prescription filled. I, I mean, lifesaver. I was in bad shape. Doctors on Call 365.com, 786-7800. Nine three zero two. That's seven eight six five seven seven nine three zero two. We're gonna get to my pal Robbie Ramos, huge Miami sports fan, one of the stars of Stars's Heels, one of my favorite shows. He's gonna join us coming up. Looking forward to talking to him. Uh, but first, you're probably sitting around right now, and you're you're listening to this show, and you know it's Friday. I mean, you were lost last week when I was in Utah. Zaslow family vacation. Zaslow family's a skiing family now. And you're saying to yourself, yo, Zaslow, I gotta know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Yes! That's what we're talking about. Big game or not a big game. You know how we do. I'm sorry I left you out in the lurch. I left you hanging last week. But now we're gonna do it correct, alright? Big game or not a big game. Let's start off tomorrow. 1 p.m. ABC. The Milwaukee Bucks at your favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat. The Heat looking to sweep the two games here in Miami against Milwaukee. The Bucks, it's their only trip to South Florida, and tomorrow's going to be the only game that you get to see Giannis because he didn't play last night. Plus, it's on national television. The Heat have been playing very well lately. So, you got a nice little test for your favorite little basketball team. Plus, your boy's going to be in attendance. That's right. I'm taking the whole family, the whole Puchichala. We're all going to the game there at, I don't know what the building's called. I don't think it's FTX anymore, although the FTX logo was still up there last night. Bucks at Heat tomorrow. That's a big game. Yup, that's right. Okay, moving on. Let's keep this train rolling. Saturday, 4.30. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Fox, Seattle Seahawks. You know about Talk Man? At the San Francisco 49ers. Well, in San Francisco, they don't have the 12th man. But what they do have is Brock Purdy, who never loses in his life. He's never lost a game in the NFL. The Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith's having a really nice season. But the 49ers, they absolutely look like Super Bowl contenders. I think they're going to come out the NFC. I think they're going to smoke the Seahawks tomorrow. Seahawks at 49ers. That's still a big game. It's a playoff game. Come on, what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's a big game. Saturday night, 7 p.m. Bally Sports, Florida. That channel sucks. They always have technical issues. Vancouver Canucks at Florida Panthers. 
Now, the Canucks are having a disappointing season. The Panthers, they're having a shit season as well. Very upsetting loss last night against Vegas at Vegas. It was a game the Panthers really outplayed them. And then they still found a way to blow it, to blow a lead in the third period. They allowed three third-period goals. That's their move. Go check how many games this year the Panthers have allowed three third-period goals. I'll bet it's a handful. Tomorrow night, Canucks at Panthers, not a big game. This team's not playing big games. If you stink, you're not playing big games. It it hurts me to say that. I'm going to be watching at Big TV Zazzle Mansion Family Room, and I'll have the football on the small TV. You know my style, but it's not a big game. That leads us to Saturday night at 8.15. NBC, that's the national broadcasting company. They got the game. Los Angeles Chargers at Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jags are the only home dog. No, they're one of two. The Jags are a home dog. They're one of two home dogs this weekend. Nine and eight, but red hot winning that AFC South division. Justin Herbert. Is he going to win a playoff game? Everybody knows Herbert's a really good quarterback, but you got to win some playoff games. So there's a bit of pressure here on Herbert. Trevor Lawrence, his first playoff game. Herbert versus Lawrence. And yes, the game's in Jacksonville. But based on that crowd last week, it was a Saturday night game where they won the AFC South against Tennessee. That crowd was hot. That's a hot crowd right there. Chargers at Jaguars. That's a big game tomorrow night. All right, let's go to Sunday. 1 p.m. CBS. You got Nance and Romo on the call for the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Now, everyone in the world, except for Dolphin fans, are rooting for the Bills. It We're the bad guys. It's a lock that DeMar Hamlin, who was discharged from the hospital a couple days ago, he's going to be at the game. He's going to be like in a suite, you know? He's going to be there with everyone from the... from the. He's going to be sitting next to Jim Kelly. And he's going to be sitting next to Cornelius Bennett. And he's going to be sitting next to Andre Reid. And he's going to be sitting next to Daryl Talley. And he's going to be sitting next to Bruce Smith. He's, he's going to be sitting next to Steve Tasker. He's going to be sitting next to Don Beebe. He's going to be sitting next to James Lofton. He's going to be sitting next to everyone. And the crowd's going to be going crazy. And it's going to be a disaster for the Dolphins. But still... It's a playoff game. Dolphins at Bills. We're going to get stomped. But still a big game. Yes, yes. It's still a big game. Sunday, 4.30. Fox. Giants at Vikings. This is the trendy pick, right? This is the game that everyone's like, yeah, this this is going to be an upset. This is the one we like. We like the road team to beat the 13-win Vikings. I I feel like the Vikings are the worst 13-win team than anyone's ever seen. Everyone loves the Giants. I like the Giants, too. I think the Giants, they're they're a dog, but I think they win outright. I think the Giants are a better team. Vikings are the weirdest 13-win team I've ever seen. And it's a big game. Everyone's into it. That's a good time slot Sunday at 4.30. And finally, Sunday night, 8.15, NBC. Ravens at Bengals. Now, we'll get to the Lamar Jackson stuff and big deal, not a big deal. But Lamar Jackson's already ruled himself out. The team didn't rule him out. He ruled himself out. It Connect the dots. Come on. He didn't want to play. Lamar Jackson's out. The Ravens are at the Bengals. Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow. The Bengals looking great the second half of the season. 
They're going to smoke their division rival Baltimore Ravens, but it's still a big game. I hate the Ravens too, so I'm looking forward to that. I find the Bengals to be very easy to root for. Ravens at Bengals, that's a big game. And that right there is another addition. A big game or not a big game. Yes! What a what a big weekend we got here. That's a big game, not a big game. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. All right, Whew, let me catch my breath here. All right, so we're, we're a couple sleeps away from, from the Dolphins Massacre, which is going to take place on Sunday afternoon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody knows that, okay? Come on, you know? Uh, but but we, we love having, you know, actors, comedians, pro wrestlers, all kinds of celebrities on the program here. And, and especially... When, when they're Miami guys, all right? And Robbie Ramos, I've become friendly with, and I'm really excited to have you on. You, you've been on Zaslow's show before when I was on Terrestrial Radio. This is now Zaslow's show 2.0, so I love getting to see you here, Robbie. Robbie yeah. Ramos, of course, who is one of the stars of one of my favorite shows on television, Heels on Stars. I can't wait to talk to you about that. How you doing, man? You doing good? You look good. I'm good, man. I mean, uh, I'm down here in Miami for a little bit. And uh, I got to say, dude, it's it's been I've been seeing kind of what you've been doing from afar. And I know what happened with the radio and all that. So it, it's a it's a real privilege to be here with you, man. And to, to be able on, you know, on this new incarnation of your of your show. Like I told you last time on the radio, man, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to you for years. Uh, so it's a real privilege, man. So thank, thank you, pal. Isn't it, isn't it great the way, I mean, I'm sure you do, you know, I know you got your own podcast. You're probably used yeah, to this yeah. kind of deal, but like, isn't it great? We're now the only good thing that came out of COVID. We got the zoom and it's just, it's so easy to communicate now, you know? I know, dude. And for us actors, man, like we're doing a bunch of auditions through, through zoom. So wow. I don't have to be in LA anymore. I can be anywhere in the country really. And, uh, send in my tapes. I, I, I just recently booked a, a show. Uh, uh, I had like a callback, had all the producers on the Zoom, uh, the director, the everything. And we did the thing, man. And I booked it from that. So, I, I mean, for me as an actor, it's great. So how does that compare doing auditions like that compared to in person? Do you like that better? I mean, dude, I, I'd, I'd imagine it's similar to to interviewing somebody where, you know, it's better in person. I mean, let's be honest. It's, you know, you you get more of the vibe, the energy of the room, the energy of the person you're talking to. With acting, it's similar. It's like I'm I'm auditioning with some guy in, in New York who I don't know at all. And we got to build this chemistry real quick. Whereas if we're in the room, I get the vibe of the room. They feel me too, you know, the kind of energy I walk in the room yeah. with. I could kind of change it depending on the character I'm playing. So there's it has its pros and its cons you know the pros is i can be anywhere the con is you know i don't really get to uh feel that energy of being in the room with somebody i have a ton of acting related stuff and all of your work to talk to you yeah. about but first you're a miami guy you got your marlins hat on okay i see I you do, dude you i got do, your marlins man. hats uh but i want to hear give me some thoughts here you know it's super wild card weekend give me some thoughts here on the dolphins man like Brother. Are are you going to be watching? You know, like how you feeling right now? The massacre, yeah. Uh, I'll be wearing black as I'm wearing right yeah. now. <laughs> Dolphin's funeral, man. Uh, you never know, though, man. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I'm holding on to hope that that they can make it work. For me, dude, it's it's uh it's really the first year I think of my life, man. I'm 31, where I've really been able to really enjoy a Dolphins team to yeah. this magnitude. Like there were some games there in the middle and in the beginning where I was like, 
holy, you know. Yeah. I've never seen this kind of dynamic within the offense. And and for me, it was the most exciting offense I've ever seen the Dolphins have. Um, Tyreek and, and Tua and, and Waddle with the little dance. I love it, dude. It's and funny that you the- it's funny that you say that because one of the things that I've been saying throughout this season, especially when they were eight and three, and we're talking about Super Bowl, you know, where uh, I'm 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 41, so I saw a good port, uh, most if not I saw most of Marino's career, so mm. I, I saw some really good seasons. But I've always said like if you're around like the age 25, you said you're 31. If you're somewhere in that age bracket. You've never seen a Dolphin team like this. So you're one of those guys who, this is the greatest shit. I'm having so much fun. You're one of those guys. (laughs) I am, dude. I am. And I was even pumped about Mike McDaniel. I mean, I still am. But it was like the energy that was going on. And and you could see it on these guys' faces when when they were playing and and in the interviews they were having. And Tyreek with all his swag and his confidence. I loved it, dude. I really And so to see now what's kind of happened and – and all of Tua's troubles. I don't know. I, I throw it back to you. Like, what do you think is going to – I mean, is he going to play – let's say we somehow miraculously get through the Bills, which is – I know, I know. But is there a chance he comes back? I mean, I, I have no – I would – you know what? You're the first – this is the first time that I'm thinking like this because I don't think they're going to win this no. weekend. But <laughs> so, so the my first reaction to you asking that is I I think he would play. I think if they got to the divisional round where you're you're just two games away, you're a game away from the AFC championship. I, I would say if they got to the divisional round, that would be because right now we're we're two and a half with this weekend will be three weeks since this concussion. So then we're going to four weeks. I, I gotta think he's gotta be cleared within four weeks. Yeah. And if he is cleared, I don't think he passes up the opportunity to play in the divisional round. So right. Yeah, I think if they get by, it's the first I'm thinking about it, but I think if they get by the Bills, I, I think he would play. Yeah, I think so. But Zaz, when, when did it happen, dude? Because I, I saw that game. I, I didn't see, when, when do you know when it happened? Well, no, like, nobody knows for sure because he didn't even know during the game he had a concussion. Yeah. But there's been like Zapruder film out there on Twitter <laughs> where it's like, this is the play that it happened. Because yeah. you could see his head bangs against the ground. This was yeah. like in the middle of the third quarter. And, you know, it's all circumstantial evidence. But then you line it up where it's like, and then he threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. And that's super rare for him to make mistakes like that. So, mm. It, there's some connecting of the dots, but no sure. one really knows for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It yeah, it really it does, sucks, dude. man. It, it sucks. does, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, a- anyway, uh, but you're going to be watching this weekend. You're. I will, it. man. Of course, of course I'm going to be watching. Yeah, yeah. so so uh, we got Robbie Ramos here with us, who, uh, it, it, like I said, is, is the star of one of my favorite shows, Heels on Stars. Now, the last time that I spoke with you – you were, this is like toward the end of, you know, I think it was right before maybe the season finale. It was one or two episodes left. Uh, the first thing I got to ask you, when is season two coming out? Let's go. I love this show. When's it coming out? Man, I, I think we're going to hear something within the next month. It's It's been, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with Lionsgate and Stars, and Lionsgate was trying to sell Stars at one point. Now I think they're, they might keep them, but as a subdivision, I don't know. It's all kind of like business stuff where it's above my pay grade. But uh, so long story short, I think that the, they wanted to keep all their assets, and they didn't know if it was a Star show or if it was a Lionsgate show. Again, above my pay grade. But the point is, 
we should be hearing something within this month. I think this season is a lot better than that first. Okay, one. so you Just taped you taped everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished in July, man. It's it's been long time. I mean, it man. feels like ages ago for me. Yeah. Um, and and at least for Diego, my character uh, Diego Carmouth on the show. You know, I got a lot of stuff with Wild Bill, man. I don't want to divulge too much. Yeah, uh, don't. I don't want spoilers. Don't. Yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. you can get me back in uh, once the show airs. But uh, a lot of exciting stuff, man. I can't wait for the the wrestling fans in particular to see this this season. So the last time we spoke, you know, you were hoping this was going to catapult that this was going to be like the beginning to you know what you've been trying to do your dream career. Yeah. And yeah. since we spoke, you've been picked up as a regular cast member, right? Yeah, man. So how did that happen? Like, like someone calls you your agent. How did that go down? Tell me. No, dude. So we were shooting episode. I want to say episode four of season one. And Michael Malley called me and, and the, the uh, Trey Tucker who plays Bobby pin uh, aside after one, a day of shooting. And I'm, you know, I'm in my head. It's my first real kind of TV job. I've, I've done guest stars up to this point, but this is, big thing and do you know at this point that the show is uh, a, a success do you do you have any idea no no we were just shooting uh season one so okay. I, i'm not sure even if we have a season two at this point okay but uh michael malley calls us over and he says listen guys um you've been doing a great job on the show and you know i've talked with producers with it with with all the all the higher ups and we we want to we want to take you you guys up to uh series regulars now me and trey i mean imagine you know where this is dream come true for both of us we start kind of hugging each other yeah. talking to mike and michael malley who's the showrunner of the show and he also plays uh god what's his character on the show man one of the bad guys now i can't i'm blanking on his name but uh uh it was just it was a magical moment man i called my family is he is he the 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 rival promoter yes yes the rival promoter yeah 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 uh didn't he he host guts on nickelodeon dude he was man guts yeah come on now what a great show (laughs) he's such a good dude dude uh michael malley is one of the greatest man and he and he loves sports too man he's a big boston guy because he's from boston uh and so we hit it off right away, Mike, me and Mike. And, and 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 then after that, obviously, you know, he's been kind of godsend to me. You know, uh, uh, it, it was a turning point for me in my career. And and that day was was something I'll, I'll never forget. Man. So did you go into when you started taping season two? You yeah. know, the show is a success now at this point. Yeah. You're also a series regular. Like, do yeah. you have a different air of confidence now? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And And really, it's more about feeling the vibe of everybody on set. I, I know kind of, you know, uh, how to wa- make my way around, around a, a, a TV, you know, uh, set. Now I, I did theater for years, man, did a decade in New York. Uh, but TV was something always kind of elusive. And I, I never really pursued it until the end of my twenties where I was like, you know, I, I got to start making some money in this game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so for me going into that second season, dude, it was uh, it was a completely different experience. I went in with, you know, taking risks, much more risks uh, as an actor. And and uh, I felt a lot more confident for sure. Now, uh, you got for, for people who have not seen the show. OK, I'll, I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis. All right. Heels on stars. Uh, it's it, it's about uh, a family, you know, a pair of brothers. Their family business is this independent wrestling promotion and. It, while it's not a wrestling show, that's certainly what draws me into it. 
but it's about these brothers. It's about the family. It's about their relationship and their struggle trying to keep their father's business, you know, afloat in this small little town. Do I have that correct? Is that a good way to describe uh, it? Yep. Perfect. Yeah. So you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this show. The show is not about wrestling. And, and for instance, I know you, at least, you know, when you started the show, you didn't know anything about pro wrestling, right? <laughs> at all, dude. Yeah. I went into it completely blind. I mean, for me, the show is really like a Friday night lights type of, yeah. where it's not really, about football it's about this Good comparison yeah 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 exactly and so heels really fits that that mold and for me it was completely so i i got cast um about three weeks before they started shooting so i had a little a little over a month to prepare because we went out to atlanta started training for two weeks with james harrison and all these savages um, and I was mid pandemic weight, you know what I mean? It I mean, James lovely. Harrison's got to be like the biggest guy you've ever seen, right? Oh, uh, yeah, he's massive, dude. He's massive, bro. And I, dude, I, I'm I was super impressed when I saw the show and and working with him on set. I mean, he's a good actor, dude. He had never done anything, he was before. good and he was good in it. Yeah, um, I, I had him on my podcast and I told him, I was like, man, I you're you know, it's impressive, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. not everyone can kind of fit that kind of natural ability of just make it seem like you're talking. And, and he fit right in with all of us who were all actors for a long time. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah. That first season was insane, dude. Now how about working with you? You got some very big names on this show. All right. Stephen Amell, Mary yeah. McCormick. Th- those are very big names. And, and I also love the guy who plays the, who plays ACE uh, Alexander Ludwig. Th- these are, these are big time actors. Oh, they're 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 great, man. Uh, Mary McCormick, Chris Bauer, who plays Wild Bill. I'm sure you like the Wild Bill character. Yeah, uh, that dude is like, uh, yeah, he's been like a mentor to me, man. And and this past season of Heels, it it was a little bit of life uh, imitating art, um, or art imitating life. I mean, it was like, uh, I don't know, man. It was a uh, it was a coming of age for me at 31, and believe it or not, man, of 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 becoming. You know, an actor who can work with these kind of monsters and these elite talents. Alexander Ludwig, I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw Viking. I know uh, he's but, in it. I haven't seen it, but I know he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, such a good actor, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Mary McCormick, of course, a legend in the game. I had all of them on my podcast and I just all I did was just pick their brains all day about acting and and how they got to where they're they're at. You know? Now, do you do you watch now season two? You don't know. There's no release date yet. Yeah. Uh, when the show is on, when it's eventually released and it comes out, how do you experience it? Like, do you and the family <laughs> sit around and watch when it like, how do you do it? Dude, season one, that's what we did. You know, we we got this big screen uh, at the back of my sister's house an inflatable uh she has a pool and and we were all kind of sitting around the pool watching i mean and doesn't have to be sh- quiet everybody sh- yeah, yeah. my part's coming up everybody, nobody say anything <laughs> exactly dude exactly so we did that for that first episode but it was so hard for me i hate kind of watching myself because i kind of pick you know at everything uh so but then after that i watched it by myself i was like no i'm done with the with the communal watching i'm good okay Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how you feel about listening back. Oh to no, kids. I don't. I don't want to listen to anything. Okay, so you like, know I, exactly. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like I, I did the show. I don't yeah. listen to shows. I do the shows. You listen to the show. I do the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. But how about like I, I know. I know you have kids. 
like like your, your daughter, how old is she? And how many kids do you have? She's about to turn two. Okay. Uh, my firstborn. And then I, I have a two month old now. If wow. you look around, if I, I, I don't want to show you too much, but I got, you know, a bunch of baby toys. Yes. Bear. Yes. I see. I see. My, my office uh, has turned into a, a, a little baby station here, but I love it, man. It's uh. so you're looking forward to, you know, maybe in a couple of years from now, your two year old daughter, she's going to be able to tell that's daddy on the television. I can't wait, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sense of pride in that for sure. How many kids do you have, Zaz? I got two. Uh, I got a, I got a soon to be 14 year old and an 11 year old. Oh, they're yeah. getting into those ages, aren't both they? Both boys, both boys. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They're going to keep trying for the boys, dude. I okay. More, but I don't know. It's tough, dude. Two is, ooh. Yeah. You, you have another. Now you're outnumbered. It's a different game, yeah. you know? <laughs> you got to take that <laughs> into account, man. It. You outnumber. You're not in charge anymore if you have another. I know. I know. Got to remember that. enough money for a nanny, dude. That's what. Maybe if we get season three of Heels, I'll, I'll be able to afford it. Now, you were saying you were about to say before that it sounded like you were about to say you think season two is even better than season one. Oh, I do, man. I do. I mean, I because, you know, in every kind of great show, that first season, you're setting up all the things, you know, especially we had eight episodes. So Mike and and Michael Waldron as well, who's who's the, the creator of the show and, and Michael Malley, who's the showrunner, and then put some of the finishing touches on it in terms of the writing. Uh, they were, you know, you're trying to set up that world. And I mm-hmm. think in this second season, we're really able to dive into some of these other characters who maybe you you liked in season one, but you didn't hear much about. Um, and then season three, obviously, God willing, is 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 a whole other level of being able to dive into the lives of the, the Diego Carmouth, the Apocalypse, James Harrison character, these guys, um, to really find out what's what, you know, what these other characters are going through. Now, so, you guys had wrestlers on set in season one, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Well, obviously, CM Punk. CM Punk played a character who was uh, a, an older wrestler who you guys hired to come on for a show and, you know, draw Ricky a crowd. Rabies. Right. Yeah. Ricky Rabies. Uh, <laughs> so CM Punk was in, a, in an episode or two. Uh, and I believe, were there other wrestlers who made appearances as well in Mick, season one? Mick Foley. Mick Foley was. Uh, uh, oh, he was a podcast, podcast host. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of pushes uh, Jack's buttons a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I tried to get on set to to meet Mick because when I was doing my research for Diego, I did a lot of kind of a deep dive on a lot of wrestlers. And Mick was one of the ones who really stood out to me. I mean, he was just like this unorthodox dude. Uh, and he had these different characters and I loved it, man. But I, I wasn't able to see him. But everyone who told, who, you know, spoke to me about him said he was the sweetest guy ever. And then CM Punk, of course, uh, uh, was with us on set quite a bit for season, second season, even more. Oh, cool. Um, and so to be able to talk to him about wrestling was eye-opening. I had him on the podcast too, and it was it's crazy to hear his come up, man. It's it's a it's like a different world where Absolutely. those guys live. It really is. I know, I know, I know. It really is. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think like I don't know, punks like career trajectory is so interesting to me because he always seemed like this underdog, but at the same time had such popularity amongst the fans and he had like this rabid fan base. Um, Very anti-establishment. Very much so. Very much so. But then, but then you see some of the stuff, even with AEW that's happening recently. And I can't help but feel like, is some of this a work dude? Like, are we, Right. Uh, 
And of course, although, you know, they're like, no, he shouldn't have done that, whatever. And, and all this kind of thing. But I'm thinking to myself, I haven't talked to, to punk about it, but it's like, I, I'm like, is this a work dude? Like what, did he know he was injured? And so now he's just going to play this angle. Uh, so are some- you, I, I like, I like how you, I like what you're saying. So like, are you, are you like totally fluent in the wrestling world verbiage now because you're I- on heels? A little bit, man. I, I don't want to, you know, come off as I know too much because I'm not. You know, you guys, <laughs> especially the, the the big fans of wrestling, will call me out on it. But it, there's like certain verbiage for sure yep. that I picked up, and and then following, you know, Punk and these guys, and I got friends now who who really love the 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 sport of wrestling. So I've been I've been tuning into it a little more, man. And, I love and- I love the show. I love heels so much, man. I can't wait for it. you. Got to let me know when you find out. You tell me, all right? I will. When brother. you find I'll out, send you when a text. yes, you tell me. Uh, yeah. How did you decide that you wanted to start acting? How does how does that happen? I played baseball my whole life, man. That's why I got the Marlins. I don't I don't really watch them anymore, dude. But growing up, it was like uh, that was that was my. Um, that was my everything was baseball. You know, it's, it's, everything yeah. I mean, I the Oh three Marlins, you're a, uh, you're a teenager. Oh. So you were probably very into it. And even 97, you know, in 1997, I, I have memories of that and, and, and sharing some experiences with my dad. And so there, you know, I have a real emotional connection to that team and to baseball in general. So after high school, I got into a bunch of trouble down at Southwest senior high school and then South Miami, um, and I played baseball there, but it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. I was a righty and I threw maybe I topped out at maybe 76 or something, 77. I hit my spots. I had a crazy curveball, but it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I pivoted, man, and I, I started kind of exploring what it was that I wanted to do with my life. And and one of the randomest things was was choosing this career, man. And I took a class at Miami-Dade College. And from there, I just kind of caught the bug and then it, it took off. You know, I moved to New York. And, and is it one of those deals where you moved to New York with nothing in your pocket? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the thing that I had was my family, man. My, my parents were a hundred percent behind me. Wow. And I kind of, I kind of looked at it like, look, I'm not going to college. Although I, I did like a year and a half of college. I was going to do psychology. I drop out to go pursue this thing. And I kind of looked at it like, you know, these first four years are going to be kind of my college years. And, and, uh, and I just completely, completely immersed myself in the world of theater and in acting and my parents backed me up man and, and with their help i was able to kind of get out of that what was it like telling your parents when you were promoted to series regular oh dude it was uh yeah it was it That's was gotta amazing. be the best it was dude i mean you know think about your kids taking a risk like you know being an actor it's like it's so far-fetched and then seeing the, their journey you know like i said i had a 10 10 year run in New York where I wasn't making much money and, and I was doing theater, but nobody was seeing that, you know? So I'd come back home and they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing a bunch of theater. They're like, we're not seeing it. You know what I mean? Uh, until you start doing TV, nobody really believes you're an actor. Just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's a hobby at that point. So for them, it was a relief, man. And I'm glad they, 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 they were alive to see it. My grandparents unfortunately passed during that time. And they were, they were another, a uh, group of people of my family that were super supportive, man. So for me to be able to make that call and let them know that that was happening, you know, there were, there was tears for sure. So what do we got coming up next? Uh, what, what, what are some other gigs that we picked up? 
Well, man, we were, I did uh, an episode of NCIS Hawaii, spent two weeks in Hawaii in, in, That's uh, big. in August. And that was fun, dude. I got to beat up some dudes in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then got arrested and then it, it, it ended quickly, but that happened. Uh, so I did a stint on NCIS Hawaii and now Chicago PD, man. Um, Those Chicago shows are, are a very big deal. Oh, they're huge, man. Yeah. Huge fan base. Um, and the actors are great, dude. And uh, I'm really looking forward to working with Jason Beggy, who's uh, Frank Voigt on there uh, on Chicago PD. He's the lead of that. And uh, and we're going to be I, I, I leave now at the end of January to do a, my second episode on the show. So that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Dude. Now, yeah. who uh, uh, who is who is our favorite? Like if you see, you know, so and so you got to see all their movies. Who's our favorite actor right now? Ooh. Okay, I got a couple for you. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, for of course. Sure. Of course. Right? And then Joaquin Phoenix, I think, right now is doing... I mean, he's the, he's the one actor that whenever I hear he's doing a movie, I'm like, I'm there. Um, uh, I think he's doing, like, really brave work and 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 uh, and pushing himself. I mean, I don't know if you, you saw The Joker, but that's yeah. one thing. Then he, he's got this other movie called The Master, um, with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's my mm-hmm. idol, you know, uh, uh, but, but he passed. And so now, now Joaquin is my guy, man. Um, what's your so, favorite Joaquin Phoenix movie? I think the master and okay. I, and I love the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done a bunch of other work. That's amazing. Gladiator, obviously. But I, I think the master for me, dude, was, it was, it was really good, man. For, and what for, about Daniel Day Lewis? What's your favorite Daniel Day Lewis movie? I want to say there, there will, be, will be blood is such a yeah, good performance. Yeah, oh my there God. There will be blood. There's yeah, no, I betrayed my son. <laughs> there will be blood is so great. And, and he's, I'm, you know what? Maybe there will be blood is second to his performance in gangs of New York. Unbelievable. Ooh, I know, man. I know that one is, is incredible, dude. Bill the butcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the Titans right now for sure. And what is our, uh, you know, what, 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 growing up, what's our favorite movie? I mean, somebody asked me this, like I always, Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director. Mm. Uh, Pulp Fiction's my favorite movie. What do you got for me? Wow, dude. We're, yeah. we're pretty similar on that. I'm not going to say Pulp Fiction, although I, 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 I love it. Like love, love, love it. And I'm super inspired by it. I'm writing now and Pulp uh, Fiction is one of the movies I'm really studying and, and uh, Reservoir Dogs and, I mean, his whole catalog is amazing. Yeah. For me, I think Back to the Future as a kid uh, was just, um, I don't know, man. My brother loved it, and my brother's older than me. And so I think there's a little bit of that connection. Who doesn't love Back to, like, Dude, who doesn't love back to the Future? Yeah, perfect film. And Michael yeah. J. Fox is one of those guys. I brought this up recently. I had my friend Chris Van Vliet on the show last week, and, and he, Back to the Future is his favorite too. And yeah. I, I said so, I said, Michael J. Fox is like the rare actor that nobody has anything bad to say about. Everyone mm-hmm. loves him, loves yeah. him. Yeah. And I don't know if you know the background of that, of that movie, but uh, they had hired another guy, Eric Stoltz. Um, I think be, I knew that. Yeah. To be Marty McFly. And so he, he came in um, uh, maybe two months after they had already shot a bunch of scenes uh, Michael J. Fox, he came in and, and shot and reworked all those scenes. I love, I love him too, man. Eric Stoltz, Rocky Dennis. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for, people under, for people who yeah. understand that reference, that's funny. If you understood that reference, it's funny. Oh, man. He's a beast, too, man. Yeah, yeah. Eric Stoltz in Pulp Fiction, man, the heroin dealer, right? too. That's an amazing scene. That's it an is. amazing. Go get the old general and shot. That's it is. So scene. Pulp Fiction's your favorite, huh? That's, yeah, that's my favorite. Right. Yeah, Quentin, Tar- Quentin Tarantino, amazing. Pulp Fiction and Glorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. What'd you think about Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood? I'll tell okay, overall, yes, I liked yeah. it. Okay, but yeah, I will yeah. tell you how I experienced the movie. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio is probably my favorite actor. I'll see anything he's in. Okay, okay. love him. And okay, so the movie's good, but as I see where the where the direction of the movie's going, as I start to understand, oh shit, these are this is the Manson farm, and like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what's happened. And and you got Sharon Tate, and I know the story, and it's like so I'm dreading to getting to the end of the movie because I don't want to see pregnant Sharon Tate killed. Like, it's, sure. it's such an awful story, and I'm dreading the end of this movie. I don't want to see this. And then when you get to the end of the movie, no spoilers, all right? But then when you get to the end of the movie and you realize, oh, okay, it's kind of like Inglorious Bastards where it's a bit of a fantasy movie. Uh, I, I loved the ending. I thought it was great. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites too, man. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah i don't know it feels like it has a lot of nostalgia for him and, and it felt like a personal film in, in a weird way and uh i loved it man yeah yeah it's 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 a fun movie it's a really fun movie he's got one more zaz i don't know if you know that he's hmm. got one more left in him and then he's done really yeah dude he's doing 10 films and he's out so so there's one more left for you brother Okay. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I, lo- I love all his movies. Uh, yeah, I was very disappointed, though. I tried to get my, my older son to watch Kill Bill with me yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and he just couldn't get into it. No? Yeah, you know, just, I don't know, sometimes, you know, these movies that are, you know, 20 plus years old, you know, mm. four, 13, 14 year old, you know, it's, you know, the way that I equate it, like in the mid 90s, when I started, I'm his age in the mid 90s. If my father sat me down to watch a movie that he loved in the seventies, I may have gotten bored with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, kind of what it's like, I guess. But yeah. it like it bummed me out that he could he couldn't get into it, and we had to turn it off. Have you showed him Pulp Fiction yet? No, but I think you're, it would break you're, you're my heart if I sh- yeah, right. It yeah. would break my heart if I showed it to him. Like, are you are you freaking kid? This is the yeah. movie, man. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to show it to him. It'll it'll right, upset right. me very much. Yeah. Hey, tell everyone how they could check out your podcast. Obviously, you're having great other actors, people in your uh, in your profession on the show. Tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dropping character with Robbie Ramos. That's on on everything, man. Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this, it's on there. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the works. Um, we've got CM Punk on there, James Harrison. We get into his whole career, which I didn't I didn't know anything about, where he had been cut like three or four times from the NFL. And then we got Stephen Amell on there. He's our first episode. We got a- Alexander Ludwig, uh, Doug Ellen this this past season, who's from Entourage. Um, he's on there. And uh, and then at the Robbie Ramos on Instagram, wherever Instagram, Twitter. Let's connect, man. I'm I'm uh I'm psyched to be on here, Zaz. It's really it's really uh, uh, uh just an honor for me, man. Thank you, pal. When you have some downtime, like in between work, we'll get together. We we can get a beer or something, man. Yeah, let's do it, dude. I would love that, man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hey, really great having you on. We'll do it. We'll do it again real soon. You got to tell me. You find out when Heels is returning. I'm on it, man. I love that show. All right, brother. I'm gonna send you a text as soon as I know. 
Awesome. Thanks, Robbie. Great job, man. All right, Zaz. Later. You guys know I'm always looking for the recommendations for shows to watch, for shows for me and my wife to be able to watch together. I'm giving you the recommendation now. Heels on Stars. You can go back and watch season one. Uh, and you do not have to like wrestling. It's it's not. That was a great example that he gave. That it's a good comparison is Friday Night Lights, where it's not about football, Friday Night Lights. Yes, there's a lot of football. Well, actually, not that much football in it, but, you know, you think it's about football, it's not about football. It's about the Taylor family, and it's about the town. And that's a great comparison for this show, Heels. Really happy for Robbie, though. Uh, he's great in the show, and, and obviously a really good dude. So appreciate him jumping on the program here. Hey, want to make sure I let everybody know, however you listen to the program, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That really helps me out. And obviously, huge shout-out. This is day number three as Zaslow Show 2.0, a part of Blue Wire Podcast Network. We joined them in the middle of the week. This is now a Blue Wire Podcast show, so love being on board with them. Those guys have been nothing but great, and obviously if you want to check them out on social media, at Blue Wire Pods. But there you go, Zaslow Show 2.0, now of course very proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You know what time it is. Gotta wrap up the week. Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? That's right. Let's do it. Big deal or not a big deal here. Zaslow Show 2.0. First up, already told you in big game, not a big game. The Ravens, they could get smashed at the Bengals because Lamar Jackson's not playing. Lamar Jackson announced that his knee is unstable. He's declared himself out. That happened yesterday. This is a big deal because this is the end of the relationship with the Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens. It's, I would, they should trade him as opposed to franchising him. They clearly don't want to pay him. They should trade him. You'll get a lot for him. There will be another team out there. Good Dolphins. But they don't have the draft capital. But there will be another team out there who is going to be willing to pay him what he wants. I think what he wants is probably exorbitant. It's probably too much. It's probably more than Deshaun Watson, which is an outlier. It's not, it's not real, the Deshaun Watson thing. All right. But Lamar Jackson and Baltimore Ravens. They are no longer going to be together. This is Lamar. It's very difficult not to take the leap that we've been building toward this. You didn't give Lamar Jackson the money. His knee. I'm not saying he's faking an injury, but I am saying if he had his money, he'd be out there playing. He'd play through the knee injury. But because he has the knee injury and he doesn't have the contract, he ain't playing. And the Baltimore Ravens, this part they're doing because they cannot possibly be surprised that we've gotten to this point. If he was going to have any type of injury or any type of scare, he wasn't going to play. He's not going to risk it. And now the rate, like it's kind like you kind of made your bed and now you got to sleep in it. But I don't think Lamar Jackson's innocent in this spot. I think if he had his money, he'd be out there playing through it. But since he doesn't, he's not going to. He's not risking it. He's not about that right now with the Ravens. So this is a big deal. I don't think Lamar Jackson ever plays for the Ravens again. Big deal or not a big deal. So we know WWE appears to be for sale. Make sure you're listening tomorrow. Every Saturday, Zaslow Show 2.0. It's still real to me, myself, my partner, Joey Levin. We catch you up on all the big stories in the week of pro wrestling. And so it's a huge week, all right? It seems like the Saudi stuff... That was everybody jumping the gun a little bit. Go back and listen to Zaslow Show 2.0 yesterday. We were joined by Pro Wrestling Insider John Alba. He was excellent. We went over a lot of that stuff with him. 
Make sure you listen tomorrow to It's Still Real to Me. But WWE, it looks like they're for sale. And the Khan family, Shad Khan, who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, his son Tony Khan runs AEW. They are said to be interested in purchasing WWE. That would be wild. That's a big deal. I think most everyone would be like, the Saudi stuff is scary. Tony Khan, the Khan family buying WWE, I think everyone would be okay with that. You would feel like it's in good hands. As long as you still keep them separate. A-W-W-W-E, it's still separate. They're not together. Uh, That's a big deal. I'm very interested in hearing more about that. We'll see. All right. Big deal or not a big deal. Last night, the Dallas Mavericks got 35 points, a triple-double from Luka Doncic. They win in double overtime at the Lakers, but it was not before the end of regulation where Luka tied the game. Is it right back? Shooter on Doncic. Three-pointer on its way for the top. It's good. Luka Doncic, a clutch three. Timeout, Lakers. Six seconds left. A little Luka magic in downtown Los Angeles. Good win for the Mavericks there. You had a little bit of a dust-up between Duncic and Westbrook at one point. They ended up making nice toward the end. Uh, That's a big deal. Luka's a lot of fun to watch, man. Finally got one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal. We talked about it yesterday. If Kyrie Irving wants to be taken serious as a top guy, hey, last night's a good place to start where you got the Celtics at the Nets. It's a TNT game. No Kevin Durant for the next month. Can Kyrie Irving carry them? I don't believe he can. He put up a stinker last night. He was like 9 for 24. He did not play well. The Celtics beat the Nets 109 to 98. But the reason this is a big deal is Ben Simmons last night. And it's a big deal. Ben Simmons, he had 9 rebounds and 13 assists for Brooklyn. You know why I didn't tell you how many points he had? Because he had zero. Zero points. 0 for 3 from the floor. I mean, he's supposed to be their second best player with Durant out. Durant's out for a month. Ben Simmons, you need to take more than three shots. Like, it's nice that you get the rebounds. It's nice that you get the assists. You need to take more than three shots when Kevin Durant ain't playing. That's a big deal. He's a weird guy. I don't understand what's going on there. Celtics beat the Nets last night. But the Nets side of things, that's a big deal. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. All right, make sure you listen to It's Still Real to Me tomorrow. I'm super pumped about being with Blue Wire, Blue Wire Podcast Network for having me. And uh, every, like I said, everyone's been really nice, really easy to work with so far. I'm super appreciative. Hey, tell your friends, tell your mother I say hello, tell everybody about the podcast. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash show. If you want to get involved, if you're looking for a sponsorship, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me. We can see if we can partner up. Appreciate everybody. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, and right now, 
You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204.